0: what's up everybody and welcome to two old souls the show where we talk about the movies the shows the music the people and most importantly the memories that keep us young i'm one of your hosts michael and with me as always is andrew how you doing man
1: good how are you
0: doing i am super 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 tired <laughs> but, yes. I've Likewise, been looking but for- i'm excited yes yes same here for sure uh before we get into today's episode there's actually a couple things i wanted to I wanted to kind of bring up uh to uh, to kind of just touch base on a previous episode of ours um so actually this has to do with adam sandler and um i was sitting with my girlfriend and you know she was we were kind of we were rewatching at uh billy madison on uh, hbo and then she told me that there's actually a, a japanese drama that is pretty much takes that premise and but in a different context. Have you heard of this at all? Like this was news to me.
1: Uh I have not. You know what it's called. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I looked it up. It's called My Boss, My Hero And I'm just going to read the synopsis uh, because I'm like, oh, I I think I would actually watch this. (laughs) So the show is about and I'm probably going to butcher these Japanese uh, name pronunciations uh, because I don't want to overdo it. But, you know, I'll us try my best. The show is about Makio Sakaki, also known as Tornado, a 27 year old Yakuza gangster who wants to succeed his father as the head of the gang. However, Makio is not very bright. So his father decides to send him back to high school and makes a deal with him. If he can graduate, he can become the new leader of the gang. If Makio doesn't graduate, the position of the boss will be given to his younger brother, Mikiko, Mikio. And that is how the hero goes back to school, hiding his identity and age. So it's like Billy Madison mixed with like 21 Jump Street okay. <laughs> or something. Yeah, that
1: sounds That sounds kind of fun. You know, I was I'm, just I'm, yeah. I'm it's only ten.
0: Ep- it's only ten episodes, so it, it doesn't sound like a huge investment of time. Yeah. I'm definitely curious. It's it's interesting though, because yeah, some that hap- I feel like I've heard that it's like the reverse of uh, what's it called? You know, Scorsese based The Departed on like this tri- this uh, trilogy of like Chinese like crime dramas, mm-hmm. or you get. I think like you know they make Bollywood adaptations of a lot of stuff. I think there's like a Bollywood version of The Office, and I think there's even a Bollywood adaptation of Breaking Bad for some reason. <laughs>
1: Wow. Okay. So, yeah. I was actually just watching um, El Camino before. We, okay. We I've never on actually seen
0: any of Breaking Bad. Oh, that's not true. I tried to watch the first episode of Breaking Bad, and it just didn't land for me. I don't know. It's, I think um, like it. It's a lot for me to get into like hour long dramas.
1: Yeah. It's a. Uh, yeah. You know what? The first episode's okay, but once you like get rolling, you're like, okay, this is a really sure. good show. Sure. Um, sure. I bet. I thought they had. Um. Side note. I thought they had like almost. Not every, but a lot of different regions had their own version of the Office. Oh, uh-huh. Like, I, heard, yeah, like I, sure. I thought Australia had one or something. Or
0: yeah, there's a there's multiple international iterations of the Office for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, that's pretty funny. And uh, mm-hmm. for speaking of the Office, there's like a Netflix movie, I guess, with a uh, Ricky Gervais. Yeah, it's called. Yeah. Uh, or, David Brent where he becomes like a singer, but he's yeah, like yeah, if yeah. Michael Scott became like a, a musician. Or I was gonna watch that yesterday, but something. yeah. yeah. So I'm check that's that actually out. On, that's on nice. my list
0: too. I need to. I need to. Well, I actually have to watch. I need. I've never actually seen the British Office, mm-hmm. so I, I definitely want to see that.
1: The, it's it's pretty. If you like that kind of humor, I'd I'd recommend it for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I'll definitely get to it for sure. So today we're going to, we got a little, we're kind of switching gears a little bit, kind of bringing you guys a little bit of a different flavor. In addition to watching a lot of movies and watching a lot of TV, Andrew and I, we both also listen to a lot of music. Music is a huge part of both of our lives, I would say, in, in different ways. Um, speaking for myself, I played drums, I play guitar, you know, I like to sing. I was I was in band for a few years in middle school and, you know, my dad is super musical. He started me on guitar and a lot of my musical tastes, I would say, kind of comes from my parents in a certain way. Especially if, like, because I'm an only child. So, like, mm. I was just exposed to everything they were listening to for the most part. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Andrew, you know, you got you got some musical chops of yourself. Do you, Is that correct, sir? Disco is not dead. <laughs> Disco is <laughs> Disco life. Disco is
1: life. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I mean, music's been part of my life my whole life. My dad plays guitar. Uh, I played music in elementary school, middle school. A little bit. I didn't get too into it. I played violin fourth grade. Oh, seriously? Saxophone in sixth grade. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, I helped with some musicals. I never performed in a musical, but I've uh-huh. you know, taken part. Yeah, and I, and I make my own music. So Hell yeah, you do. I get a lot of influences from anything musical if i if i like mm-hmm. the melody if i like the lyrical content if i like the music itself yeah. the sounds and just a lot of audio stuff really big audio fan just things like that so stuff i like listening mm-hmm. to that's why we're doing mm-hmm. the podcast um yeah absolutely it all kind of coincides with storytelling um that yeah absolutely. yeah you know and Couldn't i think these more what what we're doing today kind of really embodies classic storytelling in a way especially like
0: in a musical way and like really different mm-hmm. types of storytelling so yeah. without burying the lead too much tell the people what we got lined up for them today
1: yeah so today we are reviewing our favorite albums from our childhood, up until we were about twelve years old. So Maybe we're going 11, kids, 12 kids years old. Me, kids, kids
0: yeah. menu rules, twelve and under. Yes. Yeah. So our I favorite still remember musical. the day. Yeah, I remember the day I uh, aged out of the kids menu, and I was hella sad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I when
1: I look back on it, I kind of realize the stuff I, I missed. Yeah, our musical favorites from our childhood, yeah. kind of before we got into really liking the stuff we like quote found on our own without discovering ourselves big influence you know Mm -hmm, mm kind of using the influence to form our own opinion to get our our own taste and and figuring out what we like ourselves Mm -hmm. rather than like our parents showing us oh this we hear it in our parents car like our friends tell us what it is or our grandma's letting us listen to whatever or watch whatever Mm -hmm. uh did you want to
0: talk about the kind of aunt runners up first or did you want to save those for later
1: I think I'll I'll do it first since I don't have too first, much yeah. to say yeah, about it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so when I was a child, an album that I that I heard a lot, that I liked a lot, was probably Nirvana's Nevermind. It was always around me. Um, I remember hitting skip on a lot of the the songs. Like and back on the CD player, skip means you go backwards to replay to replay it. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I wore out that CD. I still have it, but can't really play it. It's all scratched up. It's messed up. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. that's a big one for me. And I think that's the only one that i'd really want to because it just marks that time uh, music you know sometimes marks time periods and never mind just really reminds me of um just my childhood when i was a kid came out when i was born i think or sure. that same year i love it cool cool do you have yeah any uh yeah a couple things kind of come
0: to mind um you know i think maybe i i feel like i wasn't super hyper aware of music and albums being a thing until mm-hmm. I was in, say, maybe kindergarten or first grade. So, and of course, you know, what you're saying is kind of like whatever the parental influence, sometimes that is also, the other side of that coin is like parental permission, like what your parents are like saying you can listen to or being like, yes, I will buy this for you. So for me- because our parents would let
1: us watch the kid shows and then they would, Mm -hmm. that's like the only thing they would really let us watch. And then 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 that's your taste. That's what you like. Yeah. So you reach certain ages. Yeah, totally.
0: So I would say, I think, the album that kind of comes to mind for me is uh I want to say it's like Weird Al's Greatest Hits, the f- <laughs> second disc or the first disc or actually okay it's a tie. But it's it might actually be Running with Scissors. So that was this that was the album where he had the the song for uh he had the saga be- begins the song that's mm-hmm. all it's a parody of American Pie but it's just right. the whole plot of Star Wars Episode the, um, One. I had
1: yeah. the Disney Channel Greatest like hits and that song was on it. Oh really? Oh yeah, like it's a Radio Disney, Disney. Channel, Disney. It was Radio, Radio Disney, Disney probably. Yeah, Radio yeah, Disney, that sounds right. Yeah, like Disney volume James two, maybe or, or volume one. Yeah. I know like, I think I know the exact like, the exact CD you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, my yeah, friend yeah. had that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta fuck a one of my birthdays or something, so Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Did you, know that he,
0: song. did you know that he like so that song came out before the movie did, so he just had to piece the plot together by scouring the internet for like spoilers. And he mm. kind of just jigsawed them together and hoped that he got it right but it was like it's actually all literally there like the whole it's kind of crazy that it all it all lined up and that it all it all checked out
1: (laughs) yeah and and that's probably before you know people were um trying to figure out what these crazy plots were you didn't have this much access so he probably just what he heard was probably what got leaked so it's um that's true glad that happened because it's Mm -hmm. a really good song like the way he was able to yeah match it match it up mm-hmm.
0: i was gonna say my my second i had like a second runner-up but i wasn't sure if it totally counted i would say yeah like you know and I, was, I was like you know we were we were both kids of the late 90s so i think in sync no strings attached is up there for me too i remember bringing that to school for like show and tell but everybody it's was kind of doing run. that yeah yeah i was gonna say there was this ramon's greatest hits cd but I, th- I was in sixth grade by that point and i think i was i had picked that out for myself at the library so that didn't really count for what we're doing but that is a good record too. Really solid, Greatest Hits. Uh, it's called Ramones Mania. I, uh, yeah.
1: then I could put um I could put Santana Supernatural in it. Okay, um, uh-huh. that that's like very close with my pick for um yes yeah today it came out around the same time and it, mm-hmm. it, it definitely um scores that time period for me for sure. And even though I was very young, it's it was everywhere, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I knew a lot of the songs on it. Um, mm-hmm. I have the CD um, somewhere here so yeah i think yeah, those are my yeah, two that, I, I that album think two art always anymore.
0: makes me think of like Soby or something <laughs> you know what i'm talking about like with the, yeah, like yeah, the lizard yeah. and shit and it's all like i used to love Soby, the orange they carrot. don't make that anymore do they they, they do um, do I they think,
1: i think panda express sells it so
0: oh seriously yeah okay dang i do miss that drink yeah that the orange one that was where it was at
1: <laughs> i, I miss the the glass bottles
0: yeah i know remember when and like everything too. was glass glass bottles then they probably realized probably teenagers were like cutting themselves on them or something like that oh my god after, after yeah. school that like in fights pac- i didn't mean like self-harm but like say, in fights was very
1: sounds very pacific-ish but
0: yeah pacific-ish. probably <laughs> i was yeah, trying to find right. the other pieces of this b- I, bottle there's some of it over here hey, on the table you know
1: it anytime i was like walking around and there's like a big group of people that like i knew I had the reputation of picking on people i had i you mm-hmm. know i flipped that bottle upside down held it by the mm-hmm. neck i was walking by you know just, <laughs> i wasn't gonna do anything but it was it made me feel safe because it's glad those
0: dude those and those sobe bottles they might as well have been fucking like baseball bats dude those dude. were, were yeah, huge
1: they're heavy yeah you drop one by accident and, and it doesn't break no i was like always your...
0: scared i was it's, i was really nervous <laughs> drinking them at seven years old I'm yeah like, this is too big for my hands <laughs> right <laughs> So uh, let's see here. Uh, we each have one album, and we each had each other listen to each other's pick ahead of time. So that way, we both kind of have sort of our own respective takes, and so we'll kind of just go through each one, and it'll be pretty cool. And you know, if you hopefully this will pique your guys' curiosity, I'm sure that you'll have some passing familiarity with with these with these records, but. You know, if it gets you to take a deep dive in it, I hope it'll be just as rewarding for you as it was for us, because um, I, yeah. I had a lot of fun with this.
1: My favorite album from my childhood is 1998's Miseducation of Lauren Hill. To give a little background on why I chose it. Well, I, what, how old was I? I was probably in like second grade going into third grade. So I, I didn't listen to the album and like get this whole feeling from it like that. It was mm-hmm. just everywhere I was. Uh, my mom bought the album, so she was always playing it. I would take it and listen to it while I was playing with my action figures. Um, oh, nice! <laughs> I would uh, like if I was, you know, I'd spend summers away from my house. I'd go to my cousin's house, and it was all over the radio. You know, we go bowling; you'd hear it on you hear the duet song on the radio. You'd go swimming, go to swimming lessons. The lifeguards play it. Driving around, you hear it in the radio when you drive around. Um, we'd watch music videos. <clears throat> she would have, like, I think she had two music videos out, two or three from that album. So it was just everywhere I was. And it, it reminds me of, um, every time I hear it, it reminds me of being that age. Cause it was just a really fun time. Even though it's not the most fun um, album. To listen I was, to, I was gonna it's,
0: say, it's kind of, it's actually, pr- I didn't really know what to expect. Cause I never actually had, again, I, what you're saying, like, I knew the singles. I think on mm-hmm. my iTunes. You know, my iTunes is just kind of like a salad of songs. There's I got yeah. albums too, but you know, when it comes to it's, artists, I'm not as familiar with. I think yeah, I only had duop that thing and uh, can't take my eyes off of you.
1: And uh, it's an emotional album. Um, it really I think, is. I think, I think Lauren Hill is extremely talented in everything that she mm-hmm. musically does. The singing is great, and I think her rapping is you know some of the best you you'll find out of um an MC, and probably like one of the, my favorite female MCs for sure i would yeah i was gonna um, say because
0: honestly like i feel i don't have as much of a frame of reference for female rappers and stuff you know and mm-hmm. today you know the last 10 years we've had our our like you know your your little mamas your cardi b's your Nicki minaj's and shit and then i'm just like hearing incredible. this is just such a fresh breath of fresh air mm-hmm. i'm like god damn like this is And just, back then uh, and back then it yeah. was
1: too I, I assume and just you know looking through um history it seems like whatever she did was it was fresh and and she was part of a good group the fujis are all right they're not like my favorite rap group but i do like some of their their tracks we got two albums i think and I, but i think this is lauren yeah this is lauren hill's only album um, it was yeah so she yeah and I'm,
0: I'm curious to, to hear like if you know a little bit more about her like as an artist because i i know passing things like i know that she is like very she made this album and it was a huge smash like it, it you know it was a huge thing i think by now it's sold you know 20 million copies or something like that yeah, and yeah. five six six grammys I remember, yeah, I remember watching the Grammys that year with my mom on TV, and every it felt like every other five minutes, is like, and the Grammy goes to Lauren Hill. I'm like, who's this Lauren? Mm-hmm. Hill? I was in, I think I was in kindergarten or first grade, so I really didn't have a frame of reference for this at all. But I do yes. remember her cleaning up that night on. I watched it on TV. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: see, I wasn't um, too into actually what was going on in you know the show business world. Yeah. I just liked the products that they were giving us. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, you know, Miseducation Education was one of those it was like one of the first cds that i burned onto a computer like after oh two really o'clock. you know like uh-huh. it was it was just that close to me all the time um mm-hmm. even though i don't i don't really think about it i don't listen to it as much anymore but um it it, it filled up my a good couple years of my life yeah for sure um to kind of miss lauren hill yes miss lauren hill yes yeah.
0: To kind of tie it back to, um, and you know, maybe we we can get into some of the some select tracks Mm because it's for me. It's although I I like I said I love music. Like I'm kind of at this I'm I'm at this point, or I've always I've been at this point for the last few years, where it's really hard for me to like sink my teeth into an album. Like it, I really gotta listen to it. I don't know, maybe at least eight times or something before the tracks really start to sink in. Um, yeah. So I was gonna say, in terms of kind of tying this. I was reading up a little bit of sort of the context of the album. I I guess she was in a relationship with Rohan Marley, one of Bob Marley's sons and got pregnant with him with his with his You know, her first kid, she had broke, you know, the Fugees had broken up. And I know that it sounds like that there was a lot of drama within that group, at least in my general understanding. So So she's going through a lot of shit. And she said every time I got, she said um, every time I got hurt, every time I was disappointed, every time I learned, I just wrote a song. And, you know, in terms of kind of reminded me of what we were talking about last uh, last episode with Kevin Smith, how every single movie of his is just him working out his shit, basically, Mm -hmm. like. This whole album just felt like that too. It was so damn personal. I was like, right. It's like she was just being super candid about. You know, there's no no subtlety necessarily, and not like not in a bad way, but she's just like it's very directly like what this song is about. You know, like this song is what exactly what I'm saying. It's about what I'm singing. It's about what I'm rapping. It's about so just hearing that yeah that just sort of that candidness that's what i found really cool about it especially in in you know in mainstream music there's a lot of vagueness you know which mm-hmm. i guess a lot of times people go you know you want to keep it general
1: because you want it to be universal but there's a there's a huge yeah. lack of uh, vulnerability in yeah artists artists today Well, there is still you know a lot of good art but you know like what we get and what we're Mm -hmm. fed is a lot of you know confident stuff this isn't the most confident album but her performance knocks it out the park you know she she really personifies what she's um what's what's going on with Mm -hmm. her and she Mm -hmm. she lets us know and i i feel like the albums now um it's hard to listen to an album like you said uh Mm -hmm. because there's the this this one is just so cohesive to me everything went together
0: It really did. And it really all flows, even though they're about different things in each song, right. but you really get like, this is where her head's at. And
1: you know? there's little transitions, like at the ends of songs, there's little skits mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. here and there, I think. Um, mm-hmm. So it just, it flows really well. And you just feel, it. you feel what she, you feel her. Like when she's rapping on the opening track, the number mm-hmm. two, Lost Ones, that's one of my yeah. favorite, like, just I, d- rap I did like performances. One, sure. uh, just her, like her cadence, her, 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 confidence and i guess she's just so cool too like she's so smooth when she when she rhymes Mm -hmm. um it's it's very very different from today and it was very different than what was coming out back then so it was yeah so so what was Um,
0: yeah what were some of her kind of contemporaries at the time that you know she was kind of standing out mid 90s uh
1: so female rappers i mean
0: there's lil kim was on top of everything uh
1: foxy brown uh missy elliott was around um yeah who was also you know she has her own lane i don't know if she has an album that is really like this but she has a good catalog of work with the people she's mm-hmm. worked with well so, i mean queen latifah was out still mc light was still around but yeah i don't i'm not i, I don't want to leave too many uh women out eve was this i think pop, was oh, eve, popping up of course. yeah she might just popped up on the scene um it might have been more 99 2000 she had a lot of contestants i guess or a lot of competition or a lot of um you know rap rap is like is pretty much a sport so yeah for sure you look at who was around like you said her contemporaries um Uh no slackers they're they're all you know really great but now lauren hill like this is one album and what she did with it was uh, phenomenal so i guess my favorite cuts off of it i'm looking at the track list right now lost one's probably my favorite one even though it's the opening track uh, doo up, of course just because of how iconic it is it, it was just everywhere yeah like, I, I just i remember people miss singing the lyrics i remember people singing it right I'm, i remember yeah. people hearing it all the time <laughs> i think i taped it on a on a c on a uh, cassette player even though even though i had the cd which didn't make you know any sense
0: it was just probably just Excuse fun me. a fun
1: exercise for the sake of mm-hmm. doing it <laughs> yeah. I, w- I probably would have done the same thing <laughs> i do like uh the song to zion it's very personal dude yeah like i'm like oh my god yeah this
0: is you know like i didn't realize people wanted her to get an abortion because they were saying mm. like you got to think about your
1: career Uh and i think a lot of people could relate to that they probably hear that we probably hear like a lot less about it but i think that Mm -hmm. happens more often than maybe not
0: yeah it's probably i was like i don't think i've heard a better song about i mean it's almost this is almost like uh i feel like this is her isn't she lovely you know, because mm. that's yeah. about Stevie's yeah, yeah. daughter. Obviously, that's a lot more happy. But this uh, is. Yeah.
1: But when I was listening to it the other day, um I was thinking, like, because, you know, we, we we don't really realize, like, sometimes the moments we live in. So I feel like for her to write that back then, maybe like, you know, back in 98 when her, you know, right after her kid was born or maybe. Or when I don't even know when she wrote it, but it definitely came out after she had her child, right? So Mm -hmm. now, like that child's, you know, close to our age. I mean, we're a lot older, but in the grand scheme of things. But yeah, Mm -hmm. at least at least an adult. So like Mm -hmm. to go back and be able to listen to that and know that you made a song like that. And it was such a great song, and it's on it's a beautiful man. It's, it's on one of the most successful uh, yeah. albums of all time. So you can't plan that, but it's so cool. Like yeah. uh, it just made me, it put me in a mo- in a mood to like just like appreciate what, appreciate what you're creating mm-hmm. right now. Um, mm-hmm. Just kind of give it give it your all. Like she gave everything she had on that song. It's just really um, aspirational music to me. What else? What else? What else? Uh, I,
0: what I always thought about doo-wop, I was like, a lot of this, a lot of this album, kind of. So she, well, she's from New Jersey, right? But Mm -hmm. I think, like, a lot of her activity was kind of based in, like, New York and stuff, I want to. Or just, like, that East Coast flavor. So, like, yeah, this whole album, but especially, like, doo-wop, just makes me think of, like, really kick-ass buskers in New York City or something. Like, (laughs) I could, every time I hear doo-wop, I picture, like, people with the little paint buckets you know using them as drums like on the subway station and yeah. like a really simple setup but yeah it kind of makes me think of that like visually that that's might what be i always video see in too. my head like that might probably be the subconsciously video too, so yeah because yeah. the yeah. video
1: does take is it does take place you know out and about cityscape mm-hmm. and i wouldn't doubt to see like the 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 bucket drums <laughs> yeah in that video if anyone knows let us know if that was in the video <laughs> i'm not gonna go back and watch it right now uh, a lot of these are good uh, final hour was good i like the beat for final hour too. Mm-hmm. like
0: yeah, just like every there was a there was a really cool combination of either you know like sampled beats or but live or live instrumentation right. and, and things things like that.
1: Let me look at like the producers because as much as I'm into you know hip hop music, I've yeah. never really looked at I, the credits. I looked for this at
0: album. that. Um, I looked at that ahead of time because I was curious. The producers were I don't know who these people are, but you might. Che pop and veda Nobles. they like made the beats and everything they did the yeah i guess part. i guess so
1: yeah. yeah i feel like i'm not sure i'm too familiar with those names
0: i guess she actually actually she produced most of it herself according to this is. yeah so that's pretty
1: interesting let's see some vocalists on the albums uh Barry J. Yeah, Blythe, D- mix and D'Angelo. d'angelo they, they had they santana a- on a- zion santana played yeah, on that yeah, yeah. yeah i mean they all get it they all get a platinum plaque for this i assume i guess yeah times. that's yeah. for sure i feel like this time period um had a lot of really strong collaborations, like you just I said, Santana's say. on this. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Cliff is on the Supernatural album, and you know there's a connection with the Fuji's and mm-hmm. Lauren Hill. But um, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I guess it happens today still a lot. It's just maybe because we, I pay. That's actually back when I actually paid attention to stuff like yeah. that. I'm sure it happens like nothing today, but yeah, um, just like they, I don't know. They've made some really great music, and uh, mm-hmm. you, you, that was like at a time you wouldn't always expect a collaboration either. Um, yeah like what santana's on this or what like lauren Mm -hmm. hill's on santana's album or whoever everlast is on santana's album (laughs) (laughs) so like that's that's a that's a good sign of the times very um Mm -hmm. i'm not sure how to really describe it kind of melting pot yeah of, absolutely
0: well you know it had me know? thinking how this was a uh, kind of one of the what do you what would you call it kind of sort of like big bang moment albums in terms of sort of like the, yeah. the neo like the genesis of like the neo soul movement and stuff yeah i think i read in uh like quest loves autobiography mo, which is called mo Meta blues it's a pretty good pretty cool book but yeah he talks about how yeah it, there was no like tribalism or kind of like territoriality in terms of people's space mm-hmm. you know there was so much there was so much collaboration of people just like hey like you know, like i'll be on this song for you like why don't you come in help me with this song and it was yeah you know a rising tide really lifts all ships and shit like i really and dude, believe business that.
1: was probably booming for those labels uh-huh. so if you're on a different label it probably didn't it probably didn't take too much because they knew mm-hmm. the the payoff would be a lot better mm-hmm. than what it, what it would cost so getting someone mm-hmm. like you know the caliber of those artists to always collaborate it's really cool and it, and it makes you look at the business too when you see who's Who appears on certain albums? Like, oh, this guy keeps appearing on an Interscope album because, oh, they're all on the same label. So it's a good, uh, like, when you're talking about Neo Soul, it's the probably like a good gateway album for that, um, Mm -hmm. because you know there's a lot of other artists that are a little more into that realm. Because I think Lauren really uh, embodies a whole different. It's just like a. She's like the. uh, I don't want to make the comparison to Drake. But, you know, like just people that were making music, she's making music of all different kinds. And you yeah, know, um, I, I mean, think, even I this album has like, got
0: so much too. there's that East Coast yeah. rap. There's a, there's reggae influences, obviously, too. Which right. And I guess of, if you're mm-hmm. a
1: new uh, if you're new to, a new fan of music or if you weren't around at the time that this came out, I guess that's a, a good comparison would be someone like Drake or someone that just makes not just one genre of music, even though they are mm-hmm. like a rapper, you know, because mm-hmm. she, she started with the Fujis and she was rapping and then it got mm-hmm. her to sing or she's a really great singer. But yeah, it's a good gateway album for, for that, for whatever like genre you want to listen to, to whatever you get out of this, whatever hit, mm-hmm. hits you the most is probably the, one of the better gateways to that mm-hmm. genre. Um, rap, R&B, you said neo-soul, reggae for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, on the on the production
0: side. i oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, yeah, on okay. the production side, I was wondering like cuz I feel like I could never really articulate this, but so on on songs like on I think for me particular uh so like Lost Ones the opening track and even on Final Hour or Final Hour mm-hmm. or actually or uh I used to love him for sure. Like the Beats just have this real I I know what a New York style kind of beat kind of sounds like but I, I i can't really put it into words like kind of mid-90s new york that kind of like i used to love him kind of i could picture like Nas on it or something like that so like yeah maybe i mean you know you i think you know a little bit more about kind of how that aspect of it so like how would you sort of typify sort of like production from that sort of east coast like new york Kind of flavor from from that time. Like, what would you say are kind of like the harm hall, harm hall, hallmarks of that sound?
1: Uh, definitely the drums. Yeah, <laughs> first I think like that's it. The, yeah. the boom bap is really yeah. is really prevalent. Mm-hmm. Um, they're yeah. not they're not popcorn drums. They don't sound like mm-hmm. the, like the popcorn machines going off. Um, that was more of like a West
0: Coast LA thing, right? Would you say or yeah, maybe down or south maybe even too. south. Yeah, south. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: it, the the pace is usually a little quicker um mm-hmm. for new york and east coast from what mm-hmm. i you know from what i listen to the pace is faster people like to say grimy for like that classic sound but this is a little more smooth I, yeah just it's just the pace the pace and the choice of instruments if you go to like la you get like the, maybe the synths and the funky sound yeah, that and then like, you still yeah, get the 808s but
0: g-funk shit yeah mm.
1: and then in uh-huh. the bay area you get really high paced but um it's not too fast but it's still very high paced um, a lot yeah. of bass um, a lot of 808s there there is um, a
0: fatter i think we feel like especially because you know you, as you you were talking about jazz earlier and like new york is so new york and jazz are so like inextricably yeah, the
1: harlem renaissance yeah. and all that mm-hmm. yeah
0: so you really feel like the bass lines that get used really carry through that and i think that's probably what that's probably what appeals to me most i think about mm-hmm. why those beats like are so uh, pleasing for me to listen to because, right. like, the bass lines really kind of carry them through.
1: It's a very um, – New York New York has a very confident uh, mm-hmm. hip-hop sound. Very like classic, confident, too.
0: Confident without, like, feeling like it's, a, like, try-hard or, like, overcompensating. Or... Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean,
1: if you ever listen to someone with a New York accent that raps, it's just like they're talking. It mm-hmm. just sounds – to me, it sounds the best. It sounds the most That's natural. what
0: I – yeah, that's uh, what I was going to say for her you know. especially, too. Like, on, yeah. on Lost Ones, dude, I was just like – I was just, I don't know, I'm just, my jaw is kind of, I'm like, fuck, like, I'm buying Mm -hmm. everything she's saying. I'm like.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. 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 She was, she went, she went hard on that one. So I think those are my favorite tracks. I like, I like most of them. X Factor is a good song, of course. Mm -hmm. Final Hour, like you said, used to love him. It's fun to listen. I mean, it's not fun, but it's, it's, when I say that, it's a good listen. Like, I, I, I feel good when I listen to these songs. Yeah. Even though they're they're not, they're not the happiest ones. Most of them are pretty sad. Just like, aside from the music, like, I can't express how much it brings me back to that that time, uh ninety eight, ninety nine. I had just gotten into wrestling. I think that was the only thing that I'd chosen for myself that I was like, oh that, I really like that. That's, 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 that's something I chose shit. to watch. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. then uh you know, I think I just saw Tommy Boy around that time. Um, oh
0: wow. This was this was kind of so it was just all like of your a, all of your cornerstones happened around right, that year. Was a, a lot of um
1: a lot of a lot of High, highly stimulating entertainment for me i'm sure there's a few other things i think you know episode one came out shortly after that for star wars it was, a, wars. Watershed, it was um, a watershed year for us all <laughs> <laughs> sure there's things i'm missing but um, yeah it just yeah it just it reminds me of that era like that time i'd every time i listen i listen to it mm-hmm. I, I could like picture things and you know, i could picture reading um books in my cousin's house waiting for him to wake up so i could play his video games you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i remember like sitting in like a yeah. room reading looking at the, these books because i'm just waiting so it just reminds me of um like it it, it it's one of those things that like it could knock that um nostalgia yeah. uh, it, it'll flip that switch and it will just it'll just keep on bringing me back down mm. memory lane for a little bit yeah, I,
0: I, I went through a couple because I was really trying to pay attention to lyrics and stuff because mm-hmm. me, I mean, that's what's hard for me. I feel when I listen to hip hop, I think my ear because I'm a real I'm 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 a sucker for rhythm and like I'm a sucker for a good groove and shit. So right. I feel that my my focus when I'm listening usually skews toward just the production or the beat itself. So mm-hmm. I have to really yeah. force myself or really make an effort to really pay attention to the lyrics so i was reading along to a lot of these songs as, I, as they were going and yeah i kind of just took note of a, just just even just short lines that really kind of stuck with me i think like final hour you know but it ain't about what you cop it's about what you keep and yeah yeah i was like yeah. damn that is that's a that's a bitch slap of truth right there if you're yeah. looking for the forgive them father if you if you're looking for the answers then you got to ask the questions and stuff and it just seems so simple. There is a there's a simplicity in the complexity, but like there's a mm-hmm. but there's a specificity. I I keep well, one of uh, Kevin Smith's podcasting uh, partners, uh he always says that in when you get specific, that's actually when things become the most universal. Yes. So it's actually a yeah. really that's actually a really good point, and I think yeah, the, I think it takes you got to be vulnerable to be specific. You got to really mm-hmm. put yourself out there to do that, and I think that is a scary thing, especially for those who are trying to have the broadest appeal possible. But if you have the broadest appeal possible, then it's kind of like, who the fuck are you,
1: <laughs> frankly mm-hmm. speaking? You know, right? And um, yeah. just just the writing, like you said, mm-hmm. it just really when when you got to when you read the the lyrics, um, mm-hmm. like that's powerful, man like you you because you comprehend it a lot quicker, um, I mm-hmm. think when you read it uh, i'm I'm with you, man. Um, just the the complexity of it, but it's also her language isn't it's not something you can't understand. It's something that you could easily mm-hmm. tune into. Um, mm-hmm. You don't have to give it all of your attention when you hear it. Cause it's it's like you said it's a very groovy well, album. The, well, then the
0: high, but the like the things that really stick out will like really pop out for just a second, and I found myself like, oh fuck, I wanted to like
1: rewind and hear that again. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, yeah, like the phrasing and yeah. everything like that is. It, it's the classic album that makes you do that. Mm-hmm. It'll never it, it never goes old. Um, and like you said, mm-hmm. rewinding it, like, that's that's a key. That's a key right there. If you want to rewind mm-hmm. something right away, you want and you create favorite parts of songs um mm-hmm. like this is an album where i remember figuring out what my favorite part of the song of like i did not know like oh that's a, my favorite part of this song that's my favorite part mm-hmm. of that song this i think this is a one this is an album that i started realizing that with i i would give it um i would definitely recommend it yeah i don't know i wouldn't give it to someone if they want to feel good i don't know how i would recommend this like if what what situation i'd recommend this album again other than it's like one of the best albums of all time yeah just um,
0: as a I don't know. It's like it's literally like you're listening to someone's diary, right? And it doesn't pop super up. For fucking me. personal. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it doesn't pop up like in my everyday life. If someone asked me, um, mm-hmm. "Oh, what rap album would you recommend?" I wouldn't automatically mm-hmm. go to the to Miss Lauren Hill's album. Or like, what's mm-hmm. your favorite R and B album or soul album? Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't automatically be hers either. Yeah. But it's definitely a standalone album that that's definitely mm-hmm. st- stood the test of time.
0: It's yeah. literally a standalone album because it was her only album. And yes. honestly, like, I mean, again, I don't really. Know the ins and outs of like her and her like career and stuff like that, but I, I think, think it is a lot pretty, of label issues. Yeah, you know? yeah, you know, and a lot of I'm sure a lot of disillusionment with the music industry. um But it is pretty badass that you know she just did this and she just laid it all. This is it, you know, like right. And this she, is, um, this is me. Mean, it's like it's such a statement.
1: She still tours off this album. I mean, yeah. Like, before we were we were locked down, I, I remember there's like you know she would pop up here and there. I remember she had a tour not too long Show ago. Show up
0: like two uh, hours late. I hear she does that oh, a lot. Yeah. You know, she has a lot, a, of, she has a a lot yeah. of rappers
1: do that. Man, um, oh, I saw Rakim. Okay. And okay. I saw uh-huh. Rakim in Oakland. You know, Rakim's one of the greatest of all time. But we, you know, we it, doors open at seven. And the show's supposed to start like at eight or nine. He didn't. Mm-hmm. We didn't see him until like eleven o'clock. Oh my god! Like thirty minutes or forty minutes. Okay, fair so enough. Like, fair you enough. You know, uh, I think mm-hmm. that just happens. But mm-hmm. um, no, they they tried to make a Fuji's comeback. Uh, they they released a song back like I think when we were in high school, and it just didn't do much. Um, mm-hmm. And then I, they broke up again. And I don't think it's all on her. Like I think the third guy, Proz, had some Praz, issues. Yeah. Then Lauren released an album about six, or not album, a song about six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Like you know, just these uh really quick, really fast rap, fast paced fast-paced flow um mm. social commentary songs so it's just mm-hmm. her like saying a bunch of shit on shit on a song um mm-hmm. i don't remember what it's called something about uh like a neurotic toxic neurotic society it sounds familiar yeah it's hard to watch but it's it's uh it's hard to listen to but it's a good you know it's a good message i guess mm-hmm. i think that wraps it up for me like how did how did you like it as a first real first time
0: listen yeah yeah like i said i mean i just long you know not not to not to put it lightly i'm a fucking sap so i think anytime somebody really just like bears their soul i get it really resonates with me like Mm, yeah and i don't know and not in like a schmaltzy way either it's just really straightforward and again just that specificity it's like like i mean granted this was 22 years ago and she's like 45 now, but to just be like, wow, I've, I really got, and I mean, for the, I'm and I can think, I think that's also just the therapist in me. That's my fucking day job. So I think it's just like, wow, just really seeing just emotionally honest authentic expression from people that shit that's my bread and butter that's the kind of shit that really Mm. makes me happy (laughs) so yeah i think on that on that i'm a bit biased so i think that's probably why it hit me so hard and i i read that I, i wrote down that this song or this whole album i got i got even just a glimpse of that from the two songs that i knew but now the whole thing it just makes me picture like you know, like Harlem or Brooklyn, like any of those neighborhoods in in New York, um, like at sunset or something. You know, mm-hmm. you're kind of sad that the sun is going down, but you're trying to make the most of the time that you have left, or you're kind of like, it's in that weird kind of strange yeah. kind of sweet spot of of That's that, like, what that, you're saying. that yeah. time of day. You know? you
1: know, it is it is also very visual to me. I can picture a lot mm-hmm. of things she's saying. Yeah. In this yeah. uh, in this album, a lot of the songs are very descriptive. Mm-hmm. Like you said, with the the detail, just um, good storytelling, man. It's hard yeah. to it's hard to really. I feel like I can't give it enough credit, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's one of those, it's where like you you just want more, but it's a perfect amount. And there's it's
0: really balanced in terms of the content and and stuff of the content of the songs or the the stories that she's telling yeah. through the songs.
1: Uh, but yeah, we could move on. Um, I I wanted to talk about this, this okay. next one because I All I right. want to hear what... I want to hear your story now, what it, what it does Sweet. for you. And um, That's... I have some interesting uh, takes on it myself. Sure. Like so this, express this album
0: those. does a lot for me. So I've been living with this album in some way, shape or form for conservatively 26, 27 years. So almost almost since I was born. Um, so my pick, my favorite childhood album um, is 1987's Bad by Michael Jackson um i'm i i'm a huge i'm a really huge michael jackson fan at times at my own peril having to hide my fandom from all the mean white kids i went to elementary school with because that that was at the height of michael jackson gay jokes and michael jackson molestation jokes kind of going in i think high school around the time he died i think i just went whole hog back into listening to his stuff and you know Really just taking ownership of it. But anyway, so a lot of my earliest musical memory memories slash musical memories go, go with this song. So I remember growing, I remember being a toddler in the Philippines and there's also camcorder footage of this, um, of me. I was either dancing to this song, either Bad or Smooth Criminal or another part of me, I want to say. Um <laughs> Cause my aunt, I think my aunt had this CD and then I think she kind of let my dad keep it. She was living with us at the time, but I think when we moved to the States, she kind of let us keep the CD. So it was either, it was either this album or Cheryl Lynn's got to be real. So that was kind of that. Yeah. That got me going. You know, every like toddler, every baby has like their song that they dance to exclusively. So this, this album was mine. (laughs) Um, I think I had
1: some Axl, it's like some Guns N' Roses for me or something. Oh, that's adorable.
0: It'd be like (laughs) if you're like doing the weird little sway thing that Axl Rose does too. (laughs) So, yeah, produced by Quincy Jones. This was the third Mm -hmm. album that they worked on together and the last. Um, Yeah, that's what it said.
1: That's what I added up. Yeah.
0: And, you know, this was, I think, you know, in terms of his like major solo stuff, this was his third album. So first you had Off the Wall and then you had uh, Off the Wall in like 78 or 79. Mm -hmm. Thriller was 82. Um, And then five years later, you had this. And there's actually a really, really cool documentary um, about the 25th anniversary of this album called Bad 25 by Spike Lee. And that kind of goes into, you hear a lot from the actual musicians who were involved in the studio sessions and Quincy Jones himself talking about each song. So if you're curious, you could definitely check that out. Yeah, but this was just, you know, this album I would say is, I would say this is also not only my favorite childhood album, but also my favorite Michael Jackson album. I would, you know, I feel like that is an odd thing to say for most because I think most people would default to thriller, you know. Yeah, um of course. But I would say, I think this was him more kind of really fully formed in terms of his solo career and things like that. He had a, he has a lot to say on this album, even though, you know, in contrast to to uh, Lauren Hill's album, this isn't quite so explicitly personal but it is definitely this is all this all a lot of these songs were kind of the things that were on his mind in, in certain certain respects like some songs more than others uh, especially since in the mid 80s they were starting to do a lot you know tabloids were really starting to have have their way with him more that's when you were hearing shit that he Michael Jackson's trying to buy the elephant man's bones. Michael Jackson sleeps in a hyperbaric chamber, whatever the hell else. And, you know, they gave him the they gave they started calling him wacko jacko. And I'm like, that's that's not very nice.
1: God, there's like so much to say. So, yeah, I mean, Michael I think Jackson, it's best to just
0: go track. We could just go with that track through track. Well, yeah, I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd
1: want to give my like little reaction real quick. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah. My my Michael Jackson experience growing up was this always off the wall and thriller. And this di- various different um, songs that I've heard, you know, the one with Chris Rock in the video came out. I think when we were Chris this, Tucker, you mean? We, with Chris yeah, Tucker, Chris, yeah, yeah, Chris <laughs> Tucker was in the video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that song was big when it came out. I remember, uh, I remember when that one came out. So hearing this, I didn't realize like a lot of the songs that that I did like were already on this album. So mm, mm-hmm. hearing the ones that were tied into it, like the ones that mm-hmm. bridged the ones that I already, already knew, this shit's mm-hmm. great um yeah i mean from a like production said,
0: standpoint how the f- like fuck yeah. dude this quincy yeah. jones
1: like uh, I don't, it seems like maybe you said it's their last album together so mm-hmm. um it's good that i mean they they left off on a on a really good high note um, yeah I, I i don't know if uh i wasn't around so it maybe seems like this wasn't like received as was it received as well as the other ones i can't it imagine it was received it as well as thriller i mean cause, it, i mean it, you, yeah you don't, you don't okay reach that height again you know, you know like
0: it's sold i um, mean it sold really well in terms of i was surprised that it actually only won two grammys it only won for best engineered mm. recording which i think totally deserves it <laughs> but oh yeah um and best music video uh, for leave me alone but it didn't get like best album best pop album or whatever but i think yeah i think it was such a uh, tectonic shift for him visually stylistically musically i mean if you just look at the you look at Off the Wall, he's in, off. I think Off the Wall and Thriller, both album covers, he's in some sort of suit or tuxedo then here it's just like his his version of badass you know with right, like the, right. all those all the belts and the chains and yeah, I'm stuff not, and, i'm not threatened yeah.
1: by him but like he yeah. definitely looks like there's he's got an, something on his mind man you know, it's edgy yeah 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 that and,
0: and uh, i would i would like i wouldn't want to make direct eye contact with the album <laughs> cover like that's how <laughs> right. yeah that's how kind of like not scared but i was like oh god like even talking about it right now it reminds kind of me of, like,
1: of um you ever read the Crow comic? No, no, but well, I can see he looks where you like, kind of going with this. Yeah, yeah, it's very similar with like the the mm-hmm. style that they're. Mm-hmm. Their expressions are similar. Yeah. Um, but with uh this album, it feels like it really set like I don't I'm not so I'm not really uh, privy on like a lot of this this uh, this genre of music. So it seems like it paved the way for maybe um the sound later on um pre New Jack Swing. Yeah, like right before Mm -hmm. the sound that was really prevalent right before that. It seems like it was the first of that, or maybe not the first, but definitely. Or just elevated. Like he'll
0: take you know, kind of much like how he was as a dancer. He Mm -hmm. took a lot of those moves already existed with people like Bob Fosse or Bob Fosse Fred Astaire, whoever the fuck. But he would just like elevate it to such to a degree where it becomes synonymous with him. Right. Even though uh, you know, like
1: yeah, yeah, and it's Michael's attitude like mm-hmm. he just has attitude and everything oh he does. yeah that's like my yeah. um i was really looking for something to describe like his uh his his demeanor and his aura but the mm-hmm. main thing for me was attitude like the way mm-hmm. he sings the way he dances you know the way he looks at, mm-hmm. at people or looks at you in the audience uh yeah he just fucking um, sells it it seems like maybe janet jackson in her early career listened to this album over and over again and wanted to, in order to <laughs> make her you know what i mean like yeah it just reminds yeah. me of a lot of her stuff too because I, I really do like janet mm-hmm. jackson's music so just really, it was a it was a fun, listen, like this is fun. This one's fun to listen it to. It was it's fun. It's just it's just yeah. like every song
0: you go into is, yeah, each song, it's like it's its own little mini world and mini story that yeah. you're entering into yeah. for, you know, like two and a half to four or five minutes. And you just, you're just super immersed in it. Like, this is the rules of this world. Like, this is how this world feels. This is how it sounds. Mm-hmm. This is how it how this is how it looks in your mind's eye and it's
1: this album and the Lauren Hill album really mm. brought me back to when albums were really an experience. It was mm. really like its own motion picture almost. Um mm-hmm. just the, from front to back it just it seems like they put a lot into it and and you get this quote experience out of it something that you don't really get too, mu- too much of nowadays. And and not to mention that Michael Jackson is one of the greatest if not the greatest pop star ever, right? Yeah, so you
0: got to recognize the game, that's for sure.
1: Yeah yeah Um, no one did it better
0: so you obviously opening track is bad the thing that i think was again it's it's a really um you know you went from like in contrast to like wannabe starting something to this it's kind of similar like yeah like a lot of his he a lot of what drove his the stuff that he himself wrote was sort of the songs were kind of confrontational in in a sense of like he's kind of working out like this cathartic experience because everyone is giving me shit everyone is saying shit about me and and you know everyone's trying to basically kind of like profit profit off of throwing me under the bus so i think this was kind of a response this is one of the songs that on this album that i feel like is a response to that
1: that was a big theme back in the day huh just like telling fuck you to the the system and the managers yeah, or, Revenue, or, or very the very and stuff. Yeah, very, yeah. Very Actually, well, this
0: was supposed to be a duet between him and Prince, like which okay. I think is kind of like a what if, a huge what if thing. I think. As a song, it yeah. was supposed to be a duet between the two of them, but the labels weren't having it. So instead, in the video, you know, the... It's Monopoly right there, man. So Yeah, sorry, short film. <laughs> he never called them videos. He called them short films. Um, so instead, we got <laughs> a young really Wesley Snipes. We got a young Wesley Snipes. Yeah, Scorsese fucking directed the video for this, so...
1: Okay, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, For bad? Scorsese yeah. directed it? Yeah. Oh, God. I have to kind of say, this is not one of my favorite Michael Jackson songs. Um, That's
0: fair. That's absolutely fair.
1: But... <laughs> it's it's so like it just gets stuck in your head like this really one and the, this yeah. one in the next song the way you make me yeah. feel like those yeah these two really got stuck in my head um just because they're so catchy and yeah and uh like I said his attitude, um, mm-hmm. and and you could like see it. Like, if you, it, we, I think we take for granted sometimes on how great the album is because we weren't around when it came out, so mm-hmm. we didn't like mm-hmm.
0: we didn't like feel that we didn't catch the fever or like we the, 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 watch, the hype or whatever. Yeah,
1: we didn't uh-huh. we could binge watch it, but we didn't watch the Jackson Five, you know, we didn't we mm-hmm. didn't see Michael's debut album, we didn't get, yeah, 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 we weren't there when Thriller came out, so we, we, didn't, we didn't get we didn't to, see that growth. Right, and we didn't get uh-huh. to experience like, in a lot of artists I think go through this where they make the album that they want to make. Maybe Thriller wasn't the album that he wanted to make, but it's definitely like maybe one of the better ones. Yeah, commercially, I, my favorite's Off the Wall, but but this one, this is like, okay, this is the artist like maybe in his prime. Like, I would say it, absolutely.
0: You know? I mean, well, I mean, just not only for artistically. Time, just for time's sake, yeah. yeah, yeah, not only like artistically, but also yeah, just like personally, like this was this was before all of the allegations and shit like that so like this is kind of him at his absolute peak i would say right as a yeah as a dancer as a writer as a performer and everything like that so yeah you could definitely tell he was just all the all the stops were pulled out
1: um, but in and the, the cool thing about the first track is that he does keep the he's able to keep that tone maybe the content mm-hmm. changes a little i mean the content with the next song changes right mm-hmm. away but yeah the, the energy is still there it's still yeah, the same pace absolutely. the energy is still up it's um, driving.
0: It's driving. So I think in terms of the groove, that's right. like this. I didn't realize just how much the like. I would say like the the secret sauce. Sorry, we totally forgot secret sauce with Lauren Hill. We could cir- oh, circle man. back. Yeah, Shit, it's yeah, yeah. okay. That's okay. <laughs> so so the Eds. I would it's say different. the Eds different. It's different. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Hard to, it
1: was. I didn't even think about that. So yeah, okay. It, yeah.
0: So I would say the Ed's secret sauce of this album of bad is absolutely the bass lines, like in all of, pretty much across the like. And I think for a lot of it, it it was probably like a synth, like a keyboard bass, but it just really just, I think in most of these songs, the bass, the bass line is actually the melody and everything's kind of laid on top of it. Like all the flourishes, but Mm -hmm. so I thought that was really cool, but it's, yeah, it just got that kind of like chunky, but kind of metallic sound to the bass. Like I can't, you have to listen to it to kind of know what I'm talking about, but I just find that really cool. And I think that, yeah, there's like this, like sort of industrial Kind of flavor. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good word to use. Yeah. for that. it's like industrial funk dance pop, with like with some rock thrown in, depending mm-hmm. on the song. Yeah, so I yeah really do love the baseline, for this especially. Um, yeah that way you make me feel is like but fucking the song after that dude's fucking speed demon speed like demon, get the yeah. fuck out of here i love <laughs> that song so much <laughs> like yeah i've uh, yeah quest love i think in the documentary he's on that the spike lee doc he calls it He talks about the song and he called it syncopated adrenaline, and I'm like, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, like because it does this crazy like slapping thing in the Mm -hmm. in the chorus, and I saw like there's a couple YouTube videos of people actually doing it on actual bass guitars, and right, yeah, and I'm like, oh, it's pretty damn, yeah, it's even cooler to see it on an actual bass.
1: That's a good song, Uh, number four. uh, Liberian girl is a good song too. I really like that one. Um, Also because it's a yeah, go ahead. mm -hmm. It's also a track that uh, was sampled. For a Tupac song, oh really? Called uh, "Oh yeah, oh, Call wait, Letters you sent, to that, my... oh, yeah, said, you sent okay. that to me? Oh yeah, you sent that to me. I hope I sent yeah. it to you. I've been, yeah, I've been yeah. meaning to. um Called uh-huh. "Letters to My Unborn Child." This is a really good song. um mm-hmm. But this is like the song that they sampled for it, uh and I just like recognized it the last time I heard it. Like mm-hmm. I, and it, it blew me away. So it, it, I think that's why I liked it so much, just because of the, mm-hmm. how it was sampled for something else. But yeah. "Speed Demon," "Speed Demon," that one, the pace is really fast at first. He, I mean, he kind of slows it down with the way you make me feel, but like, it's still, he's still riding it. He builds up to Speed Demon and then, like, yeah. brings it down a little bit more and kind of calms it down a little bit, so. Um,
0: yeah, then it go. Then the album kind of, like, lulls a little bit, kind of, yeah, lulls you yeah. in with Liberian Girl, and then, oh, it actually it kind of flip-flops a little, because I think, for some reason, I always kind of get the track list or the track order mixed up a little bit. Mm. And then, I'm, not, I'm actually curious, because you mentioned this to me yesterday, and I feel like... This is very much the next song is very much the redheaded stepchild of the album. Um, is so the it next, okay? I would say yeah. So the right. so so the next song on the album is just good friends and it's a duet between uh, Stevie Wonder and Michael Jackson. It's I fun. guess it could be yeah. It's, it's not certainly it maybe fun. Fit in, um, yeah. But
1: it it didn't stand it didn't stand out like that until you just said it to me. Like maybe mm-hmm. maybe it was a throwaway from uh, you know off the wall or thriller. But it, it yeah. it's I like it, man. It's a. Uh, as a standalone song it's a really good song yeah um, I, I, it's relatable you know uh, i guess
0: i was gonna say this is probably the happiest ever <laughs> happiest song ever written about being in the friend zone <laughs> or like yeah, or just being on somebody's
1: hook like mm-hmm. yeah I and mean, that's why i took it more as it's like you know you, more of a chase kind of thing yeah yeah um, yeah, yeah. I, and you know just it's a good song i like it, it I like it's kind melody. of it's kind it of it's a little good. less
0: yeah it's a little less uh Adult contemporary, because like the I was trying to draw parallels. Like I feel like this was this kind of a spiritual sequel to "Girl," the "Girl Is Mine," the song he did yeah, with yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that might be yeah. what it reminded me of. Yeah, okay. it's just good natured, like just two led two like titans at their craft, just like fucking mm. around on a song.
1: <laughs> right. Um, I mean, we didn't yeah. get the we didn't get the Prince one, but I mean that's true. This. We got this, but we did get. I this. mean, but Michael yeah. had been on Stevie Wonder songs. I think he's in he's in background vocals in his songs too. Yeah, so it's oh, not probably like most definitely first time, but yeah. you know it's it's yeah. still good to get. I'm happy with yeah.
0: it. Yeah. And I and I think in terms of I was talk um you know you're we talking about sort of how this kind of compared with its like contemporaries. This song reminded me of so I can't really articulate a lot of examples but the first other song I can think of that's almost that's on this level or similar in the same flavor is a uh, that that song with uh Paula Abdul and, and the Cat Opposites Attract like it kind of reminded
1: me of that a little bit okay i'd have it's, to hear it yeah yeah, yeah. it's got, got that like, oh,
0: okay. yeah I it's, well, it's got like. that same yeah it's got that same as you said kind of that sort of janet jackson kind of like i miss you much like that kind those types of songs yeah mm, yeah like all that stuff i and I'm, I'm really actually trying really hard not to just i'm really just trying to talk about these songs on a musical <laughs> level because i'm trying like we could definitely do a whole ass other episode about the videos themselves. We could probably pull civilian. for oh that my too. God. Yeah. See, like, <laughs> so yeah,
1: I was going to, I was going to say like some of these videos, like smooth criminal, for example. Yeah. Uh, it's not my favorite Michael Jackson song, but like the video is so fun. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a one whole of my other cat- video. It's a whole other category. So we'll, it's so amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's funny. It's, it's action packed. Joe Pesci's know? in uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, what other songs are on here? Man in the Mirror? Uh, yeah, well, so we'll keep, yeah, we'll keep... Yeah. Are, we, are we going in order for each... Yeah, like, are I, was you go, I was going okay. in the track order, because yeah, I think it. that
0: actually kind of helps with the album itself, so... Yeah. So, uh, yeah, another part of me. This song always makes me think of Chris Tucker in Rush Hour after he blows up the car <laughs> with a... He does the little shuffle thing and the little shimmy. So, yeah, the thing here, too, is... As we were talking about... So, in compare... Especially in comparison to, like... As we said, you know, like, Lauren... Like, your album, it's a lot more autobiographical, I would say. Much more, yeah, just uh, just super blatantly personal. Some of these songs are... It's like
1: Eric's one-man show. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but um, anyway, so some of these songs are, you know, and it's hard for me to kind of say it out loud because it'll sound weird. So, like, another part of me, it's very... It, this is kind of... I would say another part of me, it's like a more... It's like a badass We Are The World. Like, it's, a, it's like a okay. really funky song about unity. Yeah. You know, we're... we're um, sending out a major love this is our message to you the planets are lining up bringing brighter days they're all in line waiting for you i guess yeah he goes more for the universality i would say in certain Mm -hmm. certain songs if not if not in nature in the nature of the the content of the lyrics themselves but in more just how he sings it or how it is written so i think you can kind of put yourself more in that perspective of whoever's singing but yeah, this was something that I I wrote this down because it was in the documentary somebody was talking about him. So I wrote, you know, I felt like it doesn't matter how it almost when it comes to Michael Jackson, it almost doesn't matter how bad or how good the lyrics are because the way yeah he sells it with his vocal performance just yeah totally was, sells it. I was gonna yeah. make a
1: point about that earlier. Um, yeah, like the contemporaries like comparing him to, his, I mean, I guess Prince would be the natural the the natural number one uh, comparison, right? I wouldn't mm-hmm. know if there's any other comparisons, and and they're just like completely different artists. Whereas like, I feel like Prince is the the craftsman and technician. I don't I don't know mm-hmm. if Michael's as intricate as mm-hmm. Prince was because I just don't think he was the same kind. I, I don't think his well music, Prince his well, musician, Prince like Prince was I mean Prince was, was an actual MIT. musician yeah right yeah. Um, whereas like <clears throat> like you said, Michael's more of like the the character, the songwriter, the, the idea you know, man, the, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's that documentary where he's talking about where he was coming up with um like the thriller the thriller beat back mm-hmm. in the day i mean it was a documentary that came out i think at the height of those allegations with that, that oh yeah where oh he hangs yeah, the baby yeah, over yeah. the balcony but there's like a yeah. segment where he's talking about how he came up with these the songs yeah yeah and it's just okay yeah that's um he that's just a lot. beatboxed the shit and Fred, then he brought it to um, the
0: studio it's like okay do this but make it with actual it instruments and shit yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: so i mean um whereas like maybe prince would have that idea but he might just be noodling on his bass or his guitar or keyboard he'd go, whatever, and, he'd go you know. and cut the whole damn song himself is right. what he would do put it, in his, <laughs> yeah. put it in his vault that he has yeah. that already has like ten thousand songs in it. it his his performance like you said just remind like he switched he switched up his presentation a little, a little bit yeah but it seemed like a really big tweak like he didn't mm-hmm. do too much different except these two little like a few little key things and then um i think it you get, you get the album you, we got um yeah it was a little more aggressive and a little more um maybe a little more passion in the way he's singing like, I, I, would, I don't this is like there a was more there
0: was just more oomph to it there was more stank yeah. that's Attitude that's the word passion, I, I can like, put yeah yeah
1: it hit like when listening to it again maybe it's because i'm older excuse me it just hit me like a lot more this album than any other one has when i listen to mm-hmm. it i don't mm-hmm. know if it's my favorite one but i definitely felt it when i was going yeah anyway. i mean you definitely feel his
0: <laughs> i think you definitely lot, feel that say. Yeah, no that's felt oh yeah i guess in, <laughs> Might not have been the best, given the context Mm. of yours, but it's okay. Um, But yeah, so the in the doc he said one of the guys said you're either the typically you're either the songwriter or the interpreter. Somehow Michael was both. You know, like he Mm. like even Mm -hmm. if he didn't write the song himself, it becomes distinctively his once he once he sang it. You know. Yes, Um, Yes. and that goes back to what you said about his
1: dances and Mm -hmm. everything. Oh
0: yeah, totally, totally. <clears throat> and another thing too was yeah in terms of yeah how he's singing it like you know he really come came, came from that lineage of like Motown soul singers or like and his influences like people like like James Brown and like Jackie Wilson and the guys who just really went for broke right? You know, it sounds like they're about to lose their voice in the middle of the song, but they know exactly what they're doing. Like, you know, even right. if like their voice is starting to fry or whatever.
1: And and Michael was built for it, man. Mm-hmm. He was trained yeah. for, since the day he was born. He, and, and like, you know, he was the
0: trained, abused, <laughs> conditioned. It's all the it's all the same now. <laughs> there
1: are no lines anymore. So well, speaking of you know taking stuff that making it his, I mean, he, it just made me think of. Um, you think he would just? That's how he was whenever he saw something it was like oh I, I like that dance i just do it like that's just me no I that's literally what he did yeah so i like, mean he got yeah he got oh, I like, like the moonwalk oh from... the beatles catalog mm-hmm. i love that that's <laughs> i think i'll just take that and then i'll <laughs> cover come together you know yeah so um so, yeah <laughs> I, I think the well that was for another part of me yeah 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 then, so
0: next is actually yeah so he didn't write this but he just totally killed it like once he once he took it on so man in the mirror dude like fuck like I just have here in all caps... Well, a couple a couple thoughts. This may be the very best, like, 80s altruistic anthem, but in its, like... Or it's, like, his... I feel like it's his yeah. under pressure, you know, of in terms of, like, you got to, like, think about other people, but you got to start with yourself and shit like that, yeah. And I also have just in all in all caps best key change ever question mark
1: question mark question mark maybe because you know what when the song opens up it's not like when i want to listen to but when i when it actually gets going and it's it's kind of like a lot of that with michael jackson songs yeah sometimes it's like you have to build to get
0: to the good part yeah and and that's like
1: what i complain about too is like people don't have the attention span anymore so yeah um, i'm no different with genres of music i don't always listen to um Mm -hmm. so that that that's discipline i'm still trying to learn so, but listening to these songs, like, man, the mirror is probably like the one that sticks out where I, I it's so mm. worth the wait. <laughs> the it really is. Once beginning. like once the yeah. once the
0: choir just kicks the fuck in and it's like, mm. oh, Jesus Christ. It's worth it,
1: man. Yeah. That's a great song. Um, Is there a video for it?
0: Uh, Yes, but it's just like a sizzle reel. So it's just a sizzle reel of him. I think performing it live and then interspersed similarly, similarly with Under Pressure. It's a montage of, like, people okay. like Gandhi and Martin Luther King and, and all right, that.
1: Right, right.
0: Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. So, shit, just listen to it. If you haven't yeah, listened so to it in deep, a while.
1: Deep, simple lyrics, man.
0: Yeah. And I think, really, yeah, you know, there's so much daffy-ass shit going on around us. And it's easy to feel really powerless, but it's, like, you can at least devote yourself to making your own slice of the world a little less shitty and that's kind of my own mm-hmm. personal philosophy you know it's yeah it's like you don't got to fucking save the world but you can just save a little make a make your own little slice a little bit better if you however right. you can whatever that working is working on you.
1: working on yourself yeah. really work on really yourself. does yeah. go a long way yeah. so hopefully you know yeah. people will see it and they work on themselves and you guys mm-hmm. work on each other
0: things take a little bit of a little bit of a sidetrack it goes from man in the mirror to i just can't stop loving you which i i think as a kid it always kind of creeped me out so it's not on spotify like this for you know i think you know where i'm going with this um because uh I, I think on the original pressing it's just him whispering like pillow talking to a girl he's like i just want to lay next to you for a while <laughs> Soft, your skin is so soft, like all this. And apparently he was actually lying me. down in bed like when he cut that part, oh, portion yeah. of the track. Okay. But yeah. yeah,
1: Cool. Yeah, I mean, that reminds me of, I mean, you ever listen to Janet's albums? You listen to the shit she says in her she little... She does like, do that, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's probably way dirtier than anything Michael Jackson said on on, on record. Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah. <laughs> so so that, was the, that was the interesting part too. Like in terms of him, I think, yeah, this was a sort of Coming out of his shell album, mm-hmm. for sure. Even as you know, musically at least. Even if personally, he's still you know just chilling with bubbles and you playing pinball it. and eating con candy. Yeah. Like you know, I think he's definitely trying to show the his more sensual side or whatever the fuck on on certain songs. You know, uh, the way you make me feel. He's like, yeah, I'll totally you know, I'm i pers- I'm a totally chase this girl around her here, and it's you know, just a big you know. I feel like this was this was this is the karaoke duet ballad on the record
1: i think i think you know what looking at the track list i think he's i think the the track list the way this is it it, each song kind of sets up each other in a way yeah
0: it's almost it's like volleyball like they they really do kind of tee each other up for the spike or whatever yeah and
1: and like putting that together with his um you know his style and the songs he makes i wonder Mm -hmm. like i'm not just i don't know i don't know i maybe you would know um has -hmm. he done any uh like theater work like has he worked on had, had he worked on any musicals well, he did The Wiz. I mean, right. he did The I mean, Wiz I mean, like 10 years like, before this, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, did he like, uh, yeah, it would have been so cool to have him write an actual musical, you know? Like, I mm-hmm. think it's, uh, albums like this, it's totally there. His, That's, his talent. Yeah, I see what you're saying, so, like, especially the way he, just. For the way he performs mm-hmm. it and the way it's, mm-hmm. uh, it just looks like a musical, like it, it, the mm-hmm. way it sounds, you know? Um, the emotional, the, the cadence, like, peaks the emotion. And stuff. Mm-hmm. emotion, yeah. the narration of it yeah Uh, the quotes he says so um Mm -hmm. yeah i would have i would have loved to see that and someone like i mean there's different different styles of um, music writers that i think would really Mm -hmm. do well as a music as you know for musical theater um Mm -hmm. and he's he's definitely up there Um, Mm -hmm. and this album is like my it would be my uh it would be my um i don't know what would you call it your guinea pig or your your reference to why you think that i would be like this is why i think michael jackson would be a great yeah i would say so (laughs) musical theater writer
0: yeah i would say the thing and again maybe it's just the due to the 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 time that it happened and things like that i think the reason that i enjoy this more than thriller um is i feel like yeah it's in terms of just the tone or what it's like i think it's just more cohesive for sure whereas whereas thriller kind of feels like he's still kind of transitioning from the off the wall sound into whatever the 80s are gonna be
1: well even Um, like just the way it's formed i i like the mm -hmm. way thriller opens up yeah but um I don't like it, it is parts where it just kind of gets um it, it slows down a lot for me. I I don't mm-hmm. it doesn't keep my attention the same way as this one. Yeah. Been. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I uh, yeah, I think I think that's what it is for me too. Mm. Like I will I don't think I've ever I may have done it, I've maybe done it a couple times. Um but I don't generally enjoy listening to thriller front to back. Like right. this obviously. Yeah, as you say it's like it's a whole package like I, it's there's an arc to the album. Um mm. Yeah. and that's probably why i enjoy it so much yeah um, this, so this yeah let's <laughs> dirty, dirty, dirty diana, diana i i have here it's billy jean but hardcore all
1: caps i first heard the song in high school um i don't remember what put mm-hmm. me onto it but i it, it was i remember i remember downloading it on limewire and mm-hmm. uh Oh really? I like the song. Yeah, this is a great song. Um Yeah. It was one you know, of my one of my favorite Michael Jackson songs, I it's think. Got,
0: it's got uh I was going to say Billie Jean, that's but I just said that. Uh Billy Idol's guitarist is on the is on here, so you know, he he mm-hmm. had he had Eddie Van Halen on beat it and he had Right. Billy Idol's boy, his name's Steve Stevens. Um but there's actually at the you know the in, the outro where he's just shredding and, and Michael's just mm-hmm. like ta ta like the whole thing <laughs> if you actually listen the the guitar he actually does a beat it call back he does a uh, he throws in a like over and over okay i gotta check that out yeah. again yeah it's on the album
1: yeah, yeah
0: it's all yeah just because you know it's on the fade out as it's fading out and okay stuff okay so at the end yeah i have a i mean actually i i think you and we're so i have a somewhat embarrassing story that goes along with this song but do you remember did you come out with us so last day of school, and we went out. 2016. Was it at that, that we, speakeasy place? We well, we went to the speakeasy, and then we went to the like the the dive bar across the street. Yeah.
1: Oh uh, no, I didn't stay for the the dive.
0: Okay, not the dive. Okay, so you were gone already by that point. Yeah. <laughs> so after the speakeasy, we were already pretty gone, and then you know the dive bar had like a had like a jukebox, mm-hmm. and I was like actually super. Well, a I was I had had a lot to drink that night. I was like, you know, I was trying to celebrate. I was also leaving the job, cause right, I was gonna. Yeah. I was kind of sad about that, but then also, I was pretty sure three days later, my girl, my girlfriend at the time, was going to break up with me. Spoiler alert: she did. So I was trying to kind of like. <laughs> you were sure drink. about
1: it? You you were like anticipating that? I was honestly
0: like, I hope she doesn't. We'll be we like, because we were on a break, so that oh, whole okay. last week, that whole last week for me in program, I was like. What the fuck's happening? I'm quitting this job. I'm starting grad school. I'm probably going to be single in a week. (laughs) Did you have any dreams
1: about losing your teeth around that time?
0: No, no. Okay. Um, But anyway, so I think I was just... I was in a certain mood. But anyway, basically, Mm -hmm. this song came on. I was, like, almost blackout drunk, but not quiet. But I was just... I started doing the shit he does in the video where he, like, gets (laughs) on his knees. And, you you know, he's doing, like, Kegel exercises and shit. That's one of his moves. Like... Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That was beautiful. So, yeah. And I was, yeah. That's, that's what <laughs> happened. So that's my Dirty Diana story. Jesus.
2: it's a good <laughs> story.
1: Yeah. That was beautiful. Kegel exercises on the floor. All right. Mm-hmm. I guess you
0: got to do them on the floor. Or like those, uh, those things they had in the
1: those things they had in the nineties
0: where you'd squeeze your knees together, mm-hmm. like it's like yeah. the metal thing, or you know it's like a resistance <laughs> training kind of
1: thing. It's, like, Tri- it's very triangular, but yes, trapezoidish, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Or one of those like one of these bind- <laughs> these binder clips that you use for note cards. That's what it reminded yeah. me of too. And that's it's super ambient too. It's it it opens. There's that like gong thing. Yeah, it's like another kind of beat it call call I would say it's just got this like <laughs> or whatever. Mm-hmm yeah so i think i remember a lot of this album i found it's scared not 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 like not like instilled fear but i thought you know when i was a little kid i thought this album was like the hardest thing i'd ever heard or whatever i'm Mm. like oh it's like so like there's so much edge to it you know um which of course and yeah it just ends with a one sick ass one two punch probably my favorite michael jackson song obviously so yeah we got smooth criminal Smooth criminal yeah almost as the um, second to last song. And yeah, it's just in terms of just driving it, it's, it's got that heart, crazy, scary ass heartbeat thing that starts off the song too. I'm like, what are you trying to do to us here, man? And like, and like the, the heavy breathing and then, yeah, it's just, it's just like what's going to happen. And then, right. It's like not mm-hmm. frightening, but it's very
1: like to me, to me, it's very stagey. Like, yeah, yeah. It, dramatic. It's, it's There's like a drama when you're, to it. it's uh-huh. like when you're creeping up on someone, that's what that, uh-huh. um, opening, first criminal reminds me of like yeah if you were on stage or if you're like watching a looney tunes cartoon it'd be fucking Mm -hmm. like someone trying to creep up on someone um Mm -hmm. i don't i don't know the characters to Mm -hmm. to give an example right now i guess you know tom creeping up on jerry Yeah. yeah
0: that would that would
1: that would track so it just yeah, it reminds me of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what else? Is it, I, I mean, I think about the video. I think about the outfit he's wearing in the mm-hmm. video. Um, yeah, the white fedora the fucking, and all that. The, the yeah. dancing where he leans over all the way. And yeah, she's... yeah. You ever
0: play? You ever play the video game Moonwalker? The Michael Jackson I have video it. game. It's on, oh, you, I have it on that okay. Xbox that I got. Oh, you do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think. Yeah, I in terms of. It was hard. Yeah. Man. Yeah, it's not. It's not the best. It's kind of like Shinobi, but with dancing. <laughs> Um. <laughs> I got
1: Shinobi. Right. Is it Shinobi? No, I um, this different game. Never mind.
0: That's What I was gonna say. Yeah, it, it's hard for me to describe it, but I think like so. Biz- I think my favorite m- aspect of this song and just musically, in terms of the the instrumental, is the pre-chorus. You know that otherwise, you know when he's singing like, but yeah, the way the you have the bass going, like... but then you have these synth chords that kind of lay down i just like the sort of the tension that it starts to build as you rise mm-hmm. into the chorus because that i think you can just feel it like it's gonna just like whoosh. yeah similar to like a nirvana actually yeah well like similar to like a nirvana song especially stuff off of nevermind you know they did that they were notorious for that sort of quiet loud quiet loud sort of formula yeah, and okay. like pixies yeah. did that shit and obviously dave Grohl kind of took that forward with two fighters mm-hmm. but yeah i think i'm just a I didn't realize it at the time, but I think, yeah, I've just listened to this song so much that that's I really do enjoy that musically where it's like the verses Mm. are a little more sparse. It gives the the lyrics, obviously, because the verses, you know, the verses are all different. So you kind of want to concentrate on that more. And then once you get to and then once you get to the chorus, like it's just this big statement and it's like the chorus is going to be the same every time. So then but then that's where you really like the you know, the guns really come out.
1: And that's a version of storytelling too with mm-hmm. with sound. Um mm-hmm. anticipation it, it builds up your emotions, you know, mm-hmm. it, it takes you on a it takes you on a journey. Oh, so you did so you heard this song before the alien ant farm version.
0: Yeah, I, I, I figured okay. we were going to talk about that. I was actually thinking about that <laughs> cover too. So there was Hold a on. what what would you what genre would you call that? Just like like not really new metal, but it's got just got that sort of like that like early 2000s like Warp Tour, Mountain Dew, rock sound. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's, it's not. I don't know if it's hard enough to be new metal. But not quite. I, not I, quite. I, I don't
0: know. Yeah. Actually, know Well, some of their stuff. Yeah. On Wikipedia, genres: alternative metal, new metal, alternative rock, punk, alternative rock punk, metal. Punk punk, I could see yeah, that. Yeah, okay. that's actually a pretty also, solid yeah. cover. And it was on the American um, Pie Two soundtrack to tie it all together for you.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. I heard it on yeah. the Tough Enough soundtrack, which was mm-hmm. this uh, TV show on MTV for people who wanted to be wrestlers in the WWF. Oh, okay. so they just it, it was um it was on the soundtrack for that. So That's mm-hmm. where I first heard it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I heard that before I heard the Michael Jackson song. I was still pretty mm-hmm. young when I heard that. So yeah, because like I said, my, my Michael Jacksons was Off the Wall in Thriller because we had yeah. the vinyl i think i'm gonna go watch that video after we after we sign off now cause... the 10
0: minute version that's the only one that counts not yeah the, not, not the single cut
1: <laughs> no i remember the first time i saw that it was on tv and i'm like what the why is this video so mm-hmm. long like it was one of those count <laughs> it was one of those countdowns on like yeah, TV yeah, yeah. Or something. but i'd seen it already but then when, I, when they showed this mm-hmm. one i was like why is this like oh this isn't like is this new like i, I didn't know what to think i've funny. always wanted
0: to go into a bar and just like flip a coin across the room just to see if anybody reacts
1: <laughs> you would hope i think i bet you i bet you a lot of people did that back in the day yeah, pro,
0: i'm sure like yeah like people, people <laughs> trying to moonwalk people trying to i bet you i can flip this quarter into this
1: jukebox from across <laughs> the room <laughs> that'd be sick we should, yeah. try. we should definitely do that yeah i think I might just buy a jukebox just to do that. <laughs>
0: instead of playing quarters we're just gonna fucking flip the coin into the slot um, All right. yeah so there you go there's smooth criminal fucking amazing song check it out and then yeah closing out with his ultimate one of his his first but hardly his last middle finger to the the mass media and the tabloid industry as a whole uh, leave me alone so which is interesting because it musically it has that same shuffle of uh, the way you make me feel it's a little more driving though but I really mm-hmm. like that I really like the piano riff
1: yeah. I actually don't know if I heard this song I might have like oh this one really? might have missed me yeah oh, okay. I, I, I thought it like when i was listening to it, i thought it ended on smooth criminal now but i'm looking at the track list oh so you oh, might have shit, skipped the missed, I I missed the song <laughs> altogether. that's okay yeah. um yeah. yeah i've heard it before if i hear yeah. it I'm, if i recognize it i'd you know maybe i'd have a yeah. it say
0: it's got a really probably one of my i mean again all pretty there's never really at least in his prime he never really had a bad like vocal performance or whatever or even on this mm-hmm. album like you know he always goes for broke but I really yeah, like He's a really this, good singer. This I mean, I it's, it's this kind of a rookie movie. thing yeah, to like, say like, <laughs> yeah, but you got to really appreciate just how hard it is too, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah, for sure. E- yeah, even like even like Bruno Mars who like he can kind of do it, but it's not fucking the same, you
1: know, it's just It's like know, when just, people mm-hmm. nowadays try to say like let's say this guitar player is better than Jimmy Page and it's like yeah, he mm-hmm. might be better, but you know they also recording a way different studio than they were back then. Yeah, it's way yeah. crisper technology, yeah. and I don't think that then they these people still don't make this the music that's as iconic. So not to take anything away from them. Like Bruno Mars is a great artist. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, a, absolutely. We know where he gets it from. Or yeah, even exact, like yeah, uh, like Ralph Ralph Tresvant. It's probably one of the biggest mm. uh like. Michael Jackson influenced artists I've ever listened to but from new edition
0: oh yeah him him yeah I was like I know that name why like do I this, know that name the main, name? Like, the main singer actually, from new edition yeah, like, yeah
1: totally totally um even from like back in the new edition days as their kids and then when he's solo and even like you know later on it sounds mm-hmm. very much like Michael Jackson those are our two
0: favorite childhood albums there did you did you have an an Ed's sauce or uh I, like I did I thought that of really it, right,
1: for for Lauren Hill I did I thought or, of um yeah when she melodizes when she harmonizes mm-hmm. in her songs, yeah, it, it, absolutely. To me, it really like just brings it out um, in in the bridge of like I, the the songs. That she for does, me, it's
0: so. X Factor. Like I got like so like goosebumps listening. Towards the one like, listening towards to the to end, her. yeah, yeah.
1: I think that song actually got sampled a few years ago. It was a really big song. I don't remember what the song mm-hmm. was. Yeah, that one. The and on. Uh, lost one where she does it during the chorus oh yeah Um, yeah that that. was yeah
0: that's really dope i really like. so yeah and she does
1: that like in in the fujis album the score like she does that too so that's just like a Mm -hmm. really good trademark to have especially when you do it really nicely with the rap with the rap song Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and even with like the like r&b of course that's that's beautiful but when you mix it up like she did you make a great head sauce
0: yeah hey what's that goo excellent (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: oh you mean my sauce (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I made it I made it myself. Really great albums. Um yeah. I'm glad that you I'm glad that we chose like different time periods too. Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the, just to kind of pound in the fact that it doesn't matter when a classic album came out, you could listen to it anytime and Yeah, it, it's, and it like, still if yeah, if mm-hmm. it's introduced to you at the right time in your life it it'll stick with mm-hmm. you probably forever. Well. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And I think I did want to kind of just as kind of a closing thought. Um I was listening to another I think it was another podcast or something, and they were talking about. So there was this TikTok that was kind of going around. I don't know if you saw it. It's like there's like a, a line down the middle, and it's like they had moved to one side of the line, whether or not they have heard or haven't heard like a song, a certain song from the '90s, or it just made its way through songs like mm. Mariah Carey or like All Star or whatever. I may have seen some a yeah. version of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they were. There was this based off of that. They did this study that basically just. Uh, figured out statistically the top i think 5 or top 10 90s songs that are still recognized by like gen z kids or whatever and mm-hmm. they were trying and they were talking about why that is um what makes those songs kind of memorable compared to or like how they still kind of have staying power even right. in today, and I think, and this kind of brings me to what I think, you know, these albums, at least in spirit, have in common, especially in the times that they came out, came out, uh, came up. Particularly, I would say, with with respect to maybe the late '80s, early and the '90s, going into the long mm-hmm. Hill. like there's a real sincerity and earnestness to this. You know, like you really feel the sort of commitment that the are that each of these artists really has to their vision and what message they're trying to convey and they're really just putting themselves out there and that's super admirable and i think you know like we said i think a lot of a lot of sensibilities today not just musically but i would say in media or comedy or wherever you want to put it it's like i feel like we're i kind of feel like we're living in a really cynical time right now or it's like cynical and Mm -hmm. ironic like it's not cool to just wear your shit out on your sleeve like people don't like that or like there's in a certain sense where it's like everything has to be a bit, everything has to be like, everything has, there's, there's this sort of, there's this weird kind of like distance. I feel like that there is for a lot of, I would say art. And also in some, in some respects, just kind of like the culture in general. Mm. So it's just fresh to go into, to, to go back into some of this stuff and just see, yeah, just really see people putting, wearing the shit on their sleeves. And I just, you know, I just think that that's if we could at learn such a high level, too. Yeah. 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 A, yeah, yeah. And be really good at, at what you do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, for Michael Jackson, that's his third album. And, and for Lauryn mm-hmm. Hill, this is her first standalone album um, mm-hmm. at a, when she got out of her little Michael, her little Jackson 5 situation. You know, So it's, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's yeah. It's really fun to watch artists really. Uh, I don't know. Do them. Like yeah, just,
0: that's that's really just, it. I think it really just that's really what just what it comes down to. Like they and, both
1: highlighted their what they're yeah. good at uh-huh. in the best way possible. I think and, on these two projects.
0: Yeah, and and doing you, and again, I think we're really living up to the name here and shit. Because this is this is gonna make me sound fucking old as fuck. But it's like really like doing you for your own sake, like because you literally cannot do anything else. It would feel. Mm-hmm. It would feel wrong. Yeah. It would feel like a fucking betrayal of your to yourself to do anything less than that. And yeah, not just not just doing whatever you feel like you need to do to stay relevant or to whatever, stay marketable or whatever it is, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. So. And it just it shows that even with the, these great albums, mm-hmm. that these artists have these everlasting struggles in mm-hmm. their um in their art, in their performances, mm-hmm. in, in their lives, in their careers. So. It reminds you of that these albums are so good that they remind you of those those bad things too um yeah and they may not always be bad you know they're just their struggles their hardships they're just they're challenges. hurdles. yeah 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 you gotta, yeah. gotta jump over them mm-hmm. life's a garden you know
0: dig it dig it you make it yeah. make it make it work for you <laughs>
1: <laughs> gotta keep on keeping on um mm-hmm. yeah man i i don't have too much else to, to give you know, about i think uh, we're these good I think, this is,
0: I think this is our first uh, episode clocking in at under two hours so that's that's oh, something good nice. for you too i didn't even know what time it was,
1: <laughs> it was sick yeah. Uh, but yeah, if if anyone has any like thoughts or comments or or just categories or topics you'd want to hear us talk about, if if you're that interested, um, don't be afraid to let us yeah. know. Like,
0: yeah, leave them you... in the comments or they you, they can email us too. Right, we're okay with that. As long, yeah, yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, souls too old, right? Souls, soul's too, old? too old at gmail at gmail. Com. At gmail yeah. So hit us up there and we would love to hear from you guys. Yeah, we'll definitely, we could definitely yeah. answer some questions at the beginning and do do some fucking mailbag stuff. Yeah. If, you, if if anyone has questions yeah. and, and you want to mm-hmm. email
1: us questions, cause all we get are like, all we get is like SoundCloud and YouTube advertisements for that email address. So just <laughs> it's keep not it, the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's us different questions about mm-hmm. if we're inspired or not. Cause we haven't uploaded mm-hmm. anything in a long time. Be, mm-hmm. No. So yeah. Um, join us for the ride. Yeah, and you know, strap in because
0: we're gonna have a what I assume is gonna be a very fruitful discussion uh, next time about Boy Meets World. Mm. Um, I'm very looking forward to that one. Um, I'm doing a little, I'm watching it in the middle uh, or a little bit, kind of in the background as I'm doing stuff. But yeah, we're we're having a lot of fun, and we hope you guys are enjoying whatever you're hearing. Um, So you know, till next time, that's our show, and we are too old for this shit.